Hi, my name's Ben, and today we're carrying on a series based on a description of the early church found in the book of Acts. So let's begin by reminding ourselves of that passage found in Acts chapter 2, beginning at verse 42. So do grab a Bible if you'd like to. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Now, while this isn't a complete list of all the things a church should do, there are seven characteristics we identified as part of our vision for this year of becoming an Acts from Acts church. Here you can see a list of the seven acts in the order we're covering them in the series. But just to be honest with you, I've developed my own list with a slightly different order. The ones I find easier are at the top and the ones I find more challenging are lower down. Now you might have developed a similar list or you might be doing it right now. But either way, I wouldn't be surprised if for many of us, acts of evangelism, which I'm speaking about today, is near the bottom or in danger of being relegated altogether. So I hope this talk will be an encouragement to you, especially if you, like me, find this area a challenge. So Acts of Evangelism is based on the last verse of that passage, and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. I love to hear stories of the Lord adding to our number here at Trent too. Stories like Hannah, now, just before the lockdown, we had a baptism service. And if you were there, you might remember Hannah introducing herself on stage by saying, Hi, my name's Hannah, and I have been following Jesus since this morning. Now, Hannah was visiting um, family the weekend of the baptism service. And Chris and Thevani, their act of evangelism was to invite Hannah to come along to church in the morning. And Hannah came along, having never been to church before, and she loved it. She loved the music and she, she met Jesus. And she said yes to Jesus for the first time that morning. And as they drove home, Hannah said, can I come back in the evening and get baptised? And so she did. And Chris and Thevani say the transformation has been amazing. It's like she's a completely new person. And Hannah sent a message recently um, describing um, in, her, in her own words what's been going on. She says, for most of my life, I've suffered with anxiety and depression. I came to Trent having never been to church in my life, so I had no idea what to expect. I got this overwhelming sense of love that I didn't know what to do with, and I cried and cried. It was as if the Holy Spirit was saying, hey, I've been trying to reach you forever, and now I've got you. Since as long as I remember, I've had an emptiness inside, but now it's gone. In all my relationships, Jesus is helping me be the warm, compassionate and patient person I always wanted to be, but just didn't know how. Hannah's been back in Newcastle during the lockdown, and she's been able to draw encouragement and hope from her new relationship with Jesus. She's been joining our services online too. So hey, Hannah, if you're watching, thanks so much for um, letting me share your story today. A key part of Hannah's journey was Chris and Thevani's act of evangelism but I wonder what comes to mind to you when you think about evangelism. Maybe you picture someone shouting about God in the street. Maybe you feel a sense of guilt 
that you should be doing more personally, and especially when someone begins a sermon on the subject. Maybe for you, you would love to share your faith more with friends or family, but you find yourself really nervous about saying the wrong thing or accidentally offending someone. Or maybe you've never heard the word evangelism before and you're, you're joining us today for the, for the first time. And if that's you, I'm so glad you're watching and I, I really hope at least through this talk you'll get a more of an understanding of why Christians try to share their faith, especially, uh, even though we don't get it right all the time. Now evangelism is, is simply a word that means sharing the good news of Jesus. And today I want to look at firstly why it's important and secondly, how we might go about doing it. So why is it important? Well, if we're following Jesus, the first reason is because he calls us to. There are plenty of um, places in the Bible where Jesus encourages his followers to share the good news about God and his kingdom. For example, in Matthew chapter 28, beginning at verse 18, Jesus says, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. If you stop to think about it, these words have had quite an impact. Those first disciples obeyed what Jesus said, and then the next generation did the same, and the next, all the way through a couple of thousand years, right down to you and to me. In one way or another, we're beneficiaries of countless acts of evangelism through history. And I expect many of us can also remember the individuals who shared their faith with us on our journeys of coming to Jesus too. For me, it was my mate Pete at school. I found out Pete was a Christian and something about his, his faith got me really curious. So I asked him all the questions I could think about, um, about God, about Jesus, about suffering, about heaven, about aliens, anything and everything. I think he must have found me quite intense. Um, and one day we had this epic conversation in the school hall. And I remember Pete saying to me, mate, if you're so interested in Jesus, why don't you just ask him into your own life? And so right then, I, I knew I believed Jesus was real and true. So I, so I said a prayer out loud with Pete in the school hall and uh, my life has never been the same. And it was Pete's act of evangelism that gave me that opportunity. So a second reason acts of evangelism are important is because of the impact they can make in people's lives. Sometimes what might seem insignificant, like inviting, like inviting someone along to church or, or offering that they can say a prayer with you, can have a huge impact beyond what we can imagine. The truth is, we don't know how someone will respond when we step out, but we do know that if they respond to Jesus through us, their lives will be changed forever. And right now, I think sharing our faith is as important as ever. Many seem to be asking big questions about life and searching for answers. The press are reporting that our culture is open to God in a new way because of the uncertainty and despair caused by the coronavirus pandemic. You might have seen this article in the Guardian newspaper a couple of weeks ago that said, British public turn to prayer as one in four tune into religious services. Young people lead resurgence of faith and Vicar of Dibley tops a poll as the best screen priest to lead the nation through the crisis. The good news we've been entrusted with seems more relevant than ever, providing a message of hope, community and comfort in the midst of what's going on. I've been amazed by the interest in our Alpha course, which has now gone online, 
Alpha is a, an amazing opportunity for anyone who wants to explore faith. And we had 78 guests come along to the course a few weeks ago. Me and my wife, Lizzie, are hosting one of the online groups and we so look forward to meeting our guests every Tuesday evening. We have these amazing discussions and it's just such a precious time together. One of the guests in our group is called Holly and she first connected with Trent through meeting one of our teams sharing their faith on the streets of Nottingham. At the time, Holly couldn't come along to church because of her job situation, but, but now she's connected to Alpha Online and she's loving um, the journey she's going on. Um, she sent a message describing what's been going on in her life, saying, God has led me from questioning to understanding his love through Jesus. God has become tangible, reachable and trustworthy. I now love praying, worshipping and community and support within Trent make me feel a real part of something. Isn't that brilliant? Having looked at the question of why evangelism is important, let's now focus on the question of how we might go about doing it. The book of Acts is a helpful place to start because we get an idea of what the early church did. And I think two things help them that I want to focus on. Firstly, the power of the Holy Spirit. And secondly, the power of the gospel. So let's look at those in turn. After Jesus rose from the dead, um, he gave these final instructions to his disciples before he ascended into heaven. In Acts chapter 1 verse 8, we read him saying, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Then a few weeks later, on the day of Pentecost, which we're celebrating next week, Jesus' promise is fulfilled. The Holy Spirit was poured out on those who were waiting and they were completely transformed. One of those filled with the Spirit was called Peter and he preached a sermon with such conviction and power that 3,000 people um, gave their life to Jesus and were baptised the same day, just like Hannah was. And that was only the beginning. The rest of the book of Acts records how Peter and the disciples spread the gospel like wildfire. And all the way through, it's the Holy Spirit who inspires them, who in empowers them and who guides them in their evangelism. He gives them incredible and courage and fortitude in the face of intense persecution and pressure. He enables them to do amazing miracles, uh, testifying to who Jesus is and, and, and pointing to the one they're speaking about. And he gives them the words to explain um, the hope that they have. And more than ever in this season, don't we need the same Holy Spirit to inspire us, to guide us and to empower us to share our faith too? A couple of weeks ago, uh, during the lockdown, I was taking my one exercise a day. And as I walked, a thought flashed across my mind that I should call a friend I hadn't spoken to for a while. And as he picked up the phone, I asked how he was doing and he just began to cry. He said that a few minutes ago, he said the first prayer in weeks and he couldn't believe that I just phoned in that moment. It was like the Holy Spirit was encouraging him um, and just bringing hope to him in that moment. And it, was, and it was such a privilege for me to play a part. Now, now there's plenty of times I haven't stepped out um, when I felt those little nudges, or maybe I have and, and nothing's happened, but I know that I want to become more available to the Holy Spirit's leading, enjoying what God is doing, because the Holy Spirit is drawing people towards Jesus and inviting us to play our part. As well as the power of the Holy Spirit, it was the power of the gospel that enabled the early church to do acts of evangelism. The Apostle Paul spread the gospel and planted churches 
um, around the Mediterranean basin. And he wrote in his letter to the church at Rome, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. The gospel is the message that God loves you. Jesus died for you and gave his life for you. The gospel is good news for our past, our present and our future. It speaks freedom and forgiveness for our past from anything that might make us feel guilty or ashamed. It speaks comfort into our present because it says that God is with us no matter what we're going through and the Holy Spirit is poured out into our hearts um, who he loves to give us. And it speaks hope for our future because Jesus rose from the dead. He conquered death and he says that by believing in him, we will share in that eternal life too. The gospel is good news. It's the very best news. But the gospel also has such power, the power of God to bring salvation and healing to everyone who believes. So our acts of evangelism rely on the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of the gospel. But finally, they depend on us being willing to have a go. And I wonder what that might look like for you in this season. Perhaps it's just reaching out to a friend who doesn't know Jesus, giving them a text or a phone call. Maybe it's looking um, to show love and compassion to your neighbours and, and looking for those opportunities to point people towards Jesus. Maybe it's offering to pray for someone. And I was really inspired to hear about Ben on our Zoe year, who posted 100 letters around his neighbours, just inviting them to get in touch if they wanted prayer. And one final way I'd love to encourage you is to invite people to our Alpha Online course. At the moment, we've got Alpha Online starting every single week. So it, there's lots of options and it's the perfect opportunity to invite someone. All they need to do is sign up by heading to trentv.org forward slash alpha. And as we close, I want to share a, a picture of a field that I passed by near our home. And I took a photo of this because it reminded me of Jesus saying that sharing the gospel is like planting seeds. As I pass by the field, I've seen these seeds growing and growing. And it's giving me encouragement that even in this time where many things feel different, God is still working, drawing people to himself. We can't control what happens because God is the one who causes the growth. But he's invited each one of us to play our part. And as we continue to respond to his leading, let's pray that the Lord will also add to our number daily those who are being saved. Yes.